It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. First of all, I want to thank all of our listeners that have tuned in live and the ones that will be listening to the podcast. I am just so very grateful for each one of you. And you are all in for a really super treat today because I am just overly excited because I have my returning diva, Deb Matlock, with me. And she is going to be speaking about how developing deep relationships with our animal companions. Oh, my, this touches my heart. So, Deb, could you please introduce yourself today to our listeners? Absolutely. I am so excited to be here as well, and I just love this topic. Um, My name is Deb Matlock, and I am a Colorado person. I have a small business called Wild Rhythms, which focuses on the deep and sacred connection between people, the wild nature, and our animal companions. And so this topic just absolutely lines up with with all the work that I do in the world, and I, I can't wait to dig into it. Oh, Deb, that's beautiful. Yes, that makes two of us because animals are just, like I've always said, they're not in my life. They are my life, and they are my true companions. So it is this topic just, like I said, it touches my heart. There's just no way around it. <laughs> oh, I love what you just said. They they aren't in my life. They are my life. I, I completely resonated with that when you said it. That just hit my heart. Uh-huh. Well, awesome. Well, that that is just that's speaking from the heart, and that is just how I feel. Because I is right now. I'm I have my dogs with me, and I have pictures of them in my office. And so, yeah, they're just they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, how how would you like to start to share with our listeners? Because you work a lot with this in your own business on working with other clients, and how, how you feel about the development of deep relationships with our animals. How would you like to start it this morning? You know, I, I have a few, a few points that I think are really important to consider. You know, when we're, when we're looking at our animal companions and, we're, you know, we feel them in our hearts and we, we, we just say, okay, I love you so much and I, and I want to deepen this relationship. How do I do that? You know, you're a dog or a cat or a horse and I'm a human. On some level, we live in, in sort of different worlds. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a different culture, the, the dog world and the human world, for example. But, but there are ways, I think, that we can um, focus ourselves, increase our awareness, adjust our way of interacting with our animal companions that can, can really honor and respect them and then deepen our relationships really allow us to move into new um, new areas of connection, new ways of being together. And I, and I think one of the first things to think about is is how can we release our agendas for our animal companions? You know, we, we all bring animals into our life for one reason or another. You know, we want a dog who will jog with us on the trail, or we, we want a horse that will be really happy 
um, showing in the horse, you know, show ring, or, you know, we want a cat who's going to love to sit in our lap. You know, we have these agendas. And then we find mm-hmm. the things that come into our life, and, and sometimes those agendas aren't exactly what shows up. Sometimes the individual that we have now in our life, maybe it's a cat who prefers to sit on the sunny window and not sit in somebody's lap, you know, and maybe it's a dog who could really just leave trail running behind and would rather go on a trail sniff, you know. Uh (laughs) You know, so one of the things is I think if we kind of step back and say, okay, what is it that I have um, as an expectation for my animal companions and and how how does that really land in relationship to who I'm seeing that that this animal really is as an individual mm-hmm. yes, oh, how true that is, oh my goodness, I just love that to release the agendas that we had for them because i'm I'm a believer that these animals come into our lives for a reason they choose us as much as we are choosing them. And if we stop and look and see what they are trying to give to us rather than focusing on what our agenda is, I to me that's how a relationship can really start to build is when you start to see what they are offering you versus your own agenda. Yeah, I could not agree more. I mean, I think about all my relationships with humans, and, and I know people um, speak of this with their children, you know, when they're, they're sitting there holding an infant who they, they you know, there's no, um, they have this deep love and connection, but they have no idea who this person is, you right. know, and, and one of the most beautifully nurturing things we can do for each other and our animal companions is just say, I'm going to get to know you. Let me, mm-hmm. let me start to understand you as an individual. Let me figure out what you like and love and are passionate about and, and then let's work together to bring these things into our lives. You know, it's it's like, um, and, and, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't have, you know, we don't work with our animals to say, hey, I'd really love for you to walk politely on this leash with me, you know. Right. Um, but, but it does mean that we say, you know, it's, it's like we're going on a walk together. It doesn't mean you have to be in a heel the whole time. Maybe Maybe there's part of this walk where you get to smell and be a dog. You know, and mm-hmm. and maybe I can give you that. Maybe that's part of how we can deepen our connection is I can respect this part of you and you can respect that there are certain times where we're in places where I'm the human and I need us to behave a certain way and I understand what's going on in the world differently than, than you might, you know, as a dog, for example. Um, but we can respect each other's needs and, and just be very open. And I think the other beautiful thing that goes with that is whenever I – you know, look at my animals as individuals and try to look at the world through their eyes. Mm-hmm. I see things and experience things I would never notice as a human. Right. I would never notice. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, how I agree. Oh, that that is so right on because, I mean, I always say you have to learn to trust one another. They need to learn to trust you and you need to learn to trust them. And looking through their eyes and seeing things. I know in the other evening, it was so beautiful out. And it was just gorgeous. And my mare said, you should sleep out under the stars with us. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Just coming from her and the meaning of that. And then she kind of laughed like, yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. (laughs) But. It's just looking through their eyes because, like, 
they sleep out under the stars. And the beauty that they are seeing, they want to share that beauty with us too. And I feel that that's, that's something, like you said, looking through their eyes at what they're seeing and feeling some of the feelings that they feel that, yes, that is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I love that example, you know, because I, I think I've, I've seen, you know, my dogs will be on a walk and, and all of a sudden they're, they're smelling and wiggling and excited and the first thing they do is turn around and look at me like, hey, come check this out, you know, and, and look what I found. And, you know, it may not be something I'm all overly excited about, like, you know, a dead mouse body or something, but the reality is is that they're excited about it and they're, they're mm-hmm. pulling my attention towards it, you know, and right. it matters to them. And, and I've seen some really beautiful and incredible things that way, you know, like, I've looked closer at, at a snake skin than I probably ever would have, and it was really incredible. It was like iridescent and shining in the light, and I probably would have missed the snake skin entirely, you know. And and like your mare, you know, inviting you to sleep under the stars and just kind of step into their world a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think that that's mm-hmm. the point is that, you know, we ask animals to step into our world all the time. You're going to live in my house. You're going to live in my land. You're going to do these things, you know. And how can we reciprocate that and, and step into their worlds too? Yeah. Oh, and I think that's, for me, that's what helps build the relationship so much more is stepping into their world. Because then I looked up, it was already dark and the stars were out. And I was like, yes, they are beautiful. They are magnificent. And it must be a beautiful experience to be able to sleep out under them like you do at night when it's warm like this and a beautiful evening. So it made me step back and look at the stars and look how beautiful they were up there shining. So it it's sharing something that they are enjoying too. And I think that is that is critical too, that you have to share the things like you said. You would have never looked at that snake skin like that if your dogs hadn't noticed it. And I it it is just a new awakening in a lot of ways when you look at the things that are exciting them too and what that must mean to them when you take that time to do that because they are always giving to you to take the time to do what you feel needs to be done too. So I think it's just kind of a back and forth fair play to share with one another like that. Oh, yeah, boy, the kisses I got when I knelt down and looked at that snake skin. I was like, oh, yeah, cool, you're down here too with me. Let's do this. Let's let's roll in it. I'm like, well, I might not roll in it with you, but I'll come this far. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. The kisses they gave you. You know that is their way of showing we appreciated that you took the time at what we were looking at and we wanted to share it with you. Oh, that is a beautiful experience, Deb. I love it. Definitely. You know, I think on the same lines, we kind of touched on it, but part of part of what we can really do for them is, is really see them as individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, not yes. not there's no two horses that are going to behave the same, two dogs, two cats, two birds, two snakes, you know. Um, and I've worked with clients over the years in doing animal communication work, and, and it's amazing how many times I've I've had people ask me, well, my old cat used to do this. How do I get this cat to do, my new cat to do that? You know, and and what I have to say in most cases is, you know, appreciate that as a beautiful, precious memory of, of the relationship you had with your previous cat. Right. And and mm-hmm. maybe someday a cat will come in your life who likes that again. But this particular cat, 
isn't so into that. So what can you do instead to create a unique, beautifully authentic relationship with this individual right here in front of you mm-hmm. and and not try to have them be like every dog you've known or every every you know every cat that you've ever had or um, you know and it kind of goes back to that agenda thing, but just just saying, really, who are you as an individual? Let me get to know you, and let me be mm-hmm. respectful of that mhm. Oh, oh, I totally agree because each one is a, they're each an individual living soul. And I mean, I have the three dogs, I have three horses, and each one of them is totally different in their personalities, in the way they react to things. It is just, yeah, it's totally incredible. But then I think about people too. We're all different. None of us, I mean, coming from the same families, my sister and I are like day and night it's just <laughs> we're we're all different so i'm like why do we expect our animals to be like a previous one maybe that we had a previous cat or dog or the previous horse i had or something why do we yeah. expect that when humans themselves each one is u- different and unique and that's just how i feel animals are each one has their own special uniqueness about them yeah, I, I could not agree more. And and I think when we when we open ourselves to that, the the, the beauty that is is there is just amazing. You know, there's mm-hmm. always there's always other other things. Like one of my dogs, I, she's 14. I mean, she is my heart, and she's not a big yeah. snuggler. I would love it if she would cuddle up with me in bed and snuggle. You know, she'll lay on uh-huh. bed on the bed, but she won't get super close and snuggly. But we have other ways of of being very close and affectionate. You know, we have other things we've developed over these years. You know that I, you know, I, I just didn't. She wasn't. This is not her cup of tea. You know, to have somebody in her bubble space that close all the time mm-hmm. is really not her mm-hmm. thing. You know, I'm, I'm really glad I didn't force her to do that because what we found instead were, you know, we'll hang out together a lot. She's always with me. You know, right, right. now I'm in a closet where it's quiet in my house and she's on the other side of the door. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I'm waiting uh-huh. for this interview to be over with. You know, I, I can I can see her nose in the shadow. You know, um, so we found our ways, you know, but we had to find the way that worked for both of us, not not me forcing my agenda on her. Like, I want to snuggle with you. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I totally hear you because I have a 14-year-old girl that she, my dog, she's the same way. I mean, she's just not a cuddly dog, but she wants to be around me. She's always around where I'm at, and she'll be with me, but it's like, she has her, like you said, a bubble. She has her space, and I need to respect that space. If she yeah. wants attention and wants to be petted, then she'll come into my exactly. space too and wants to share it. But if she doesn't, I'm like, okay, I respect that. That's who you are, and I love who you are. You're that kind of individual. And her son is just the opposite. He wants to be in your bubble and in your space all the time because he wants to be loved on yeah, I have another dog similar. He'll, he's, I think he wants to merge. You know, he just uh-huh. is constantly laying on me somewhere. You know, it's like we right. couldn't get any closer if if we tried. You know, but um, I know. Yeah. Oh, I I just love that. Yeah, and I think that there's such a respect inherent in this in this kind of way of interacting with our animals. You know, a deep respect for, you know, who mm-hmm. who wants to be pet, who doesn't. You know, I I go to the park. I, I mean, there's a lot of people who want to pet every dog and. You know, this dog I just mentioned who doesn't like to cuddle, she doesn't particularly like new people to meet her. You know, she's right. 
they'll tolerate it, but I see her uncomfortable, and we're not going to do mm-hmm. it. There's no reason some mm-hmm. random person on the street needs to pet her. She doesn't like it. Right. So it it comes into the kind of one of the other pieces of this deeper connection is, you know, we become their advocates. We become their bridge to the human world. And so mm-hmm. part of our job in that is to know them so well that, that we can we can ensure that the world around them also respects them. You know, I've said no to people at the park. Oh, can I say hi to your dog? No, sorry, but thank you. Have a good day. They're looking at me like, wow, she's awful. I'm like, well, I'm my dog's advocate. Of course, she's going to be my priority. You know, I'm not rude to anybody. But, you know, so how mm-hmm. can we know our animals so well that we can then be that very appropriately and effective bridge for them into this human world that has so many expectations of animals? Right, right. And that's... That's I think where you have to you have to learn to know them, be with them, spend time with them, and don't try to mold them into your world, but respect them for the individual that they are, or the living little soul that they are, that they the life they are bringing into your world. Because they're trying to teach you something too. Is how I always feel. I mean, it's not all about us teaching them; they're teaching us right back. And sometimes the lessons they teach are way more valuable than the lessons I can teach to them. <laughs> oh, boy, that is the truth. You know, one of my favorite bumper stickers, is I've seen it over the years, it's a little paw print, and it says, who rescued who, you know, question mark. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought every animal that I've ever brought into my life has, has deeply changed me and oh. expanded who I am and my understanding of, of living in a multi-species uh, world every single one of them, and I know there will be more animals in my life that I haven't met yet, that I haven't even then they might even be born yet, you know, and they're going to be so important to me, you know, mm-hmm. that I I can't, I have to stand humble in front of these amazing teachers. Um, I think of, of them as some of my personally, my greatest spiritual teachers are the animals I live with every day. Oh. Oh, yes, Deb. That gave me the chills because I feel the same way. They are the greatest spiritual teachers I have ever met and probably ever will meet. And the future ones coming into my life I know will be the same because they are just, they live, to me, they live more in the spiritual world. They they live in the moment. They're They're not caught up in all the worldly things that us humans are and they are they go inside themselves and they they share that with the humans if you just let them yes that was beautiful i agree with you so much they are our greatest spiritual teachers yeah i love that yeah i I feel like i'm i'm constantly amazed at how how i look at them and think i have so much to learn about how to live in my Mm -hmm. life you know, and as a human, you know, we have all this success and all these amazing innovations and all these things we can do, and, and yet I think that we have a lot to learn as well. And they are they are miles ahead of us in some ways for sure, like what you just said, being in that present moment and, and how to kind of live through the day and mm-hmm. noticing and noticing emotions and, and situations and things. You know, they're so much more in tune. Oh, yes. Yes, that they are because, I mean, even even personally, if they know what kind of day you're having and they know what kind of energy or what kind of love what they need to bring into your life that day to help make it better for you and help deal with what's going on in your life. Oh, 
definitely my horses, my dogs, all of them, even the cats. I have quite a few little cats that run around, and it's certain ones, different days that come to you, and I feel it's because they know their energy or is what you need today, and they're there to help you. So, oh, yeah, that's that's spot on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that leads in beautifully to another point that I think is so important to talk about in this discussion of how do we form these deeper connections. And it's it's the idea of commitment, which is one of those words that can mean a thousand things, you know. Mm-hmm. But animals are, are amazing gifts in our life, and, and I can't even imagine my life without them. And I would also be lying if I said that that was easy and that it was always convenient. And, you know, um, there are definitely times, especially when animals age, for example, where they, they become very mm-hmm. intense, you know, health-wise and need a lot of care and work and and it's also a time where a lot of animals get surrendered to shelters or, you know, and, and I think there are certain situations in people's lives that are tragic and, you know, require that people and their animals separate. But there's also a lot of it when it comes down to, I think, us digging into our souls and our sense of integrity as humans and say, okay, what does commitment mean to me? And, and how am I going to walk that path with my feet firmly on the ground and my heart deeply connected with this animal companion and say, okay, we're we're doing this journey together. I mean, I'm about to cry saying this. Like, we're going to do this journey together wherever it takes mm-hmm. us, you know. And um, and that might mean being up at 3 in the morning at some night with, with a, a dog who's throwing up or something. You know, it might mean being out in a freezing cold barn, you know, helping a, a horse. It, you know, it, it means all those things. And I think those are very sacred moments. You know, it's, it's a time when our our sense of, of of who we are as 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 beings can really align with that sense of, of being spiritually aligned to the world around us, you know, like in those moments of deep commitment and deep care, even when it's not convenient and it's not easy for us. Mhm. Mhm. Oh. Oh that that is so true. I I can so relate to that too because I mean even my little red healer has some his, hip issues and steps are hard for him so I'm like okay I'm your legs for these steps yeah. no problem that's what I can give back to you for everything you've given to me and I I love it I mean I'm glad I, I, I'm sad that he has that but I'm glad that I am able to help him to manage the steps that he can't do right now so it's it's a joint effort between between each of you and I comes to mind when you said that about being out in the barn or something i mean so many times when a cow has been calving and a lot of times it's in the dark and uh if they need any assistance or anything you're there you don't think anything of it it doesn't matter what it's like out you're there to help them and the look when that little calf comes out and you lay it beside mom it's all worth every moment you were out there with it because it's it's just beautiful it's a beautiful experience. <laughs> yeah, and and I think you know sometimes those that that level of commitment, you know, sometimes in our human world we're met with resistance around that. You know, I, I've had times where I've had to cancel important things like conference engagements and things to be with one of my animals at a time where they really needed me. And a lot of people, of course, are very supportive, but there's always those few voices that are like. Really, you're gonna you're gonna skip this amazing event for a cat? And it's like, yes, I am. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're welcome to blackball me forever. I don't care. You know, like this is where I need to be, my heart, my soul. This is my commitment. You know, this is that that part of you know that piece of of my life that is not negotiable. Right. And and I think if we can firmly stand in those places, you know, when we're deciding to bring animals into our lives, and we can say, all right, what does this mean? And can I can I truly honestly do this? You know, it just puts us in a place of readiness and preparation, uh, preparedness, I should say, for this yeah. beautiful journey that will go forward. And um, in most cases for us, um, the animals we're with have shorter lifespans than ours. You know, so we will be doing a lot of that end-of-life care and a lot of that helping them transition into spirit and things like that that require a heck of a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out of us, I should the- say. Right, and it is a beautiful journey, and that is that is the one sad thing that their lifespans are are well too short is what I say, and but the memories and what they have taught us, and their spirits are always with us, and they're always living in our hearts. So, in a lot of ways, whether they're there in the body form, they're still always with us, no matter how it is, because we're always connected to them. And I've, yeah. it's hard, though, when they're not there in the body form. But what a beautiful, beautiful journey. And, yes, they they just bring so much into our lives. It's just absolutely incredible if you just open your heart and let them bring it in because they're, they're willing to bring it in. Oh, that is so true. Yeah, and, and I think that, that that kind of leads to the last point I wanted to make, which is that spending time together, playing together, hanging out together, mm-hmm. You know, like making it a, a relationship a priority. You know, like yes. people have date nights with their partners or they have, you know, lunch dates with their friends, you know. But where do we, how do we, how can we look at our lives and really prioritize our time with our animal companions? Just hanging out, doing what they want to do. You know, whether it's mm-hmm. playing ball or going for walks or laying under the stars like your mare was saying, you know. <laughs> you know, but just being together and enjoying the time where we are in physical form at the same time you know, the same place on this amazing world together and just seeing the beauty and sacredness of that and not missing it. Oh, oh, definitely. I so agree with you. Just carving out that time to be with them. And my mayor has even told me that just spend time with us. That's all we, that's all we ask is just spend time with us and just being with them. They just love that. And my little red healer, I mean, just being together. We don't have to be doing anything. We can just being together, and it just nourishes both of our lives and gives us so much energy and just revives each one of us in so many ways. These animals are just, they're just incredible. They are a true companion, and I I totally feel that the deep relationships we make with them are, they are lasting. They are forever. <laughs> Yeah, I think so too. You know, the physical part is the short part, but that spirit connection is just, it's infinite, you know, and um, thank goodness, because I don't think I could let go fully (laughs) from anybody that I've ever. (laughs) I hear you completely. (laughs) I know what you're saying. (laughs) Well, Deb, this has just been incredible. I have loved every moment you have brought up so many beautiful points on developing the deep relationships with our animals. What are a 
some or one final tip you would like to leave with our with our listeners today about developing this kind of a relationship with their animal companions? You know, I think something very simple to do is just, you know, look at your animal companion or companions and say, what is this individual's ultimate favorite thing to do? You know, mm-hmm. what do they just love so much? And then say, how can I do more of that? How can we put more of that in our lives together? Where can I put that in? And then just consciously do that and then just watch, you know, as your relationship starts to even, you know, increase and, and nurture, get nurtured and grow, as you're just doing more and more of that fun stuff together with no agenda, with no expectation, just just being together and enjoying life together and making a conscious choice to do that. Oh, what a beautiful tip and how rewarding it's going to be for the person that does that because they're what they give back to you. You you cannot put a price tag on it because it's it's incredible. It's a feeling that uh, doesn't come from anywhere else for me personally. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yes, I agree. <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. Well, Deb, thank you so much for being my guest on Robust Lifestyles. I have loved every moment of this conversation. It was just. It was just beautiful. It brought up so many beautiful points and tips for our listeners today. Thank you again so much. Oh, it is my honor. I, I just I really enjoyed um, it as well, and and I'm just thrilled to speak with you and and share with um, the listeners. And and thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you are so welcome, Deb. You go and have a wonderful day and enjoy the time with your animals. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you. I will definitely. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this amazing, amazing interview with our incredible diva, Deb Matlock. And be sure and tune in in January because she will be back on the first Thursday of the month as we go into another deep subject about animals and nature and she'll be giving much more tips for our listeners to listen to. And be sure to share this show with all your family and friends and check out all the other hosts and their amazing shows on DivasThatCare.com. Remember, have a fantastic day. Be kind to all. And remember that with your animal families. Find out what they love so much and go spend some time doing that with them and let go of your agenda today. And be sure and give them an extra hug and share all your love with them. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.